0: This is Craig McCottle and I'm with Alan Arnold, and we stole away
1: to uh, record a podcast up in our recording studio. Good to see you, Alan. Thanks, Craig. It's November, finally turning fall outside. Love it. Yeah. Love the season change. Why? Well, because I grew up in Texas, and it was hot 365 days of the year, so to actually be in a place where there's a cool breeze, turning of the leaves... Cooler days. I love it.
0: Mm, That's good. Hey, I wanted to share a story with you and those who listen in. I think it uh, illustrates how quickly and easily and deep-seated our self-contempt is and the shame that becomes the lens through which we see just about everything happening to us. So, you know, I'm in this battle with cancer and in the course of fighting the cancer, I've had to deal with a number of different things that come up as a result of either the cancer or the uh, treatment I'm getting physically. So recently, I was diagnosed with sleep
1: apnea. You familiar with that? I am. So until three weeks ago, you had no idea? No. You had that. My oh. wife had some idea because I was –
0: develop a pretty vigorous snoring and gasping, but it feels new to me and then to yes. be diagnosed with it. So I get diagnosed with sleep apnea and I was embarrassed that that was a diagnosis that now is on my list of things going on inside of me. Mm. So I went in and had a sleep test and oh my gosh – It's just unimaginable. You go into this room. They hook you up with about 200 wires. You've got them all over your head, your chest. They're even measuring my leg movements. It's something between a hospital and a personal storage unit and a hotel room. And you have a bed and there's lights and there's cameras and there's all these things going on to measure You know how significant your sleep apnea is. And so they do the test, and I find out that, on average, I stop breathing for at least 10 seconds 48 times an hour. Oh, wow, 48 times an hour. Yeah, the length of one stop, 36 seconds. So I definitely have sleep apnea. And I've got to get one of those CPAP machines and yada, yada, yada. Well, as soon as I get diagnosed, I go to my counseling appointment. I'm seeing a local counselor working through all kinds of stuff. And she hears that I had this test and she says, "Uh, well, how's that make you feel? (laughs) Out of nowhere. How's it make me feel? I feel like an old freaking man that's overweight, sits on the couch, has nothing to live for or do. I feel like this is some life sentence to immobility and, And I just go off. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you feel that way just because you have sleep apnea? Well, as the counselor responds, she says, wow, that's quite a reaction. What's behind that? And I tell her I'm embarrassed and ashamed of the fact that I now am going to have this little machine purring next to me in bed and going to wear the uh, space ant mask and be, you know, (sighs) Ground control, the to major Tom, Ground control. You know, all night. It just feels like it's a symbol of getting old and falling apart. And her reaction yes. Yes. was, I would think you'd welcome something that is going to help you with a problem you have. I mean, if you can't breathe, right. if you're not getting the oxygen you need, how can you fight the cancer you have? I mean, your body needs to be in top condition to get through all that you're going through. I would think this would be a welcome relief. Mm. And immediately I realized shame was at work there, how I'm perceived,
1: all of that. So when she shed light on that, then have you been able yet to reinterpret it for yourself or are you too close still at this point?
0: Well, I'm not sure I know what you mean by reinterpret, but I saw very clearly how – I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be disabled. I don't want to have to deal with health issues. And I do have health issues and the cancers and all of this just feels like a reigning in of my freedom, um, A reigning in of my individuality and a taking of something, a taking of life. You know, I don't like the direction this is going. I don't want to be walking around or being pushed around with all these devices that I need to live. Right. In a picture, worst case scenario, and this is now another thing that Craig has to – adjust, accept,
1: and deal with. Well, and I think you've told me it's not just for something to do like for a week or two, right? This is, it's kind of the new normal right now, the machine at night. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really accepted that yet.
0: I think my insides are just saying, well, this is a 30-day treatment. Right? At the end of 30 days, I'm fixed and better and I don't have to plug this thing
1: in. Make sure it's full of water. Put the mask on. Make sure the seal works, and turn it on. But you did tell me it felt a little bit like Top Gun, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. When I wear the helmet, I look like Goose. Goose, yeah. Has Laurie told you that? She's referenced Goose, but I. (laughs) I I, I not sure what she was referring to. Well, Greg, so in the midst of that, and what I meant by reinterpret earlier is like, how do you go in the midst of this new normal, which doesn't feel normal, Mm -hmm. but how do you go from feeling shame to an interpretation of how God sees it or how Mm -hmm. you see it through Him? Because I would think you need some reinterpretation, Mm -hmm. His interpretation, to move out of your initial Thought process on things like this. Yeah, I do, Alan, and I have. It comes down,
0: as most questions do, to the goodness of God. Most all of our questions and issues in life at the very bottom revolve around that. Is God good? Do I view Him as being good towards me is the story that he's written for me and my part in his story. Does it come from a good author or does it come from an author whose plan is to see me suffer and ache and limp along and just kind of whimper away a life that has no effect or weight to it? When I'm in my good place, and what I mean by that good place is just focused, reflecting on God, what's true, what I know of him, the testimony of his work in my life, I do reinterpret it. I'm grateful for air. I'm grateful for the sleep I'm getting. I love the energy that I now have. I know my body actually is being equipped and supplemented in a way to fight cancer and to live a life that has impact. And I'm good with it now, but my first reaction shows how quickly and deeply that whole shame thing is and how deeply I want the story that God is writing to be one that I actually write or approve of. Yes, I know the feeling. In fact, Alan... It seems the last five years since my initial diagnosis with cancer has been all about my life changing new normals and that these new normals, while hard to accept or to bless or to receive or to even want to look to God for an interpretation, are inevitable in our lives. We all go through changes, and we all have to adjust in some way. And I think God ultimately is the best interpreter of what's going on, how what's unfolding, and what he's doing. And without his interpretation, you only have yours and your friends.
1: Yeah. It feels like you have your interpretation, your friends, and then the enemy's interpretation, mm-hmm. you know, which is always going to go to shame or blame Mm -hmm. or loss, Mm -hmm. that things are only getting, you know, that there's somehow that there's lost and it's always getting worse or it's the new normal is less than Mm -hmm. the other normal, Mm -hmm. the prior normal. When you're facing that, what do you do, Greg? How do you rise up out of that? Yeah, just
0: remember there's a larger story. And as we pray in the daily prayer, you know, the story is all about you, God. It's not about me. You're the hero of the story. I play a significant part, but I'm not the star. You are. And Lord, you know, with all this in my life, give me your interpretation. How do I love you and serve you? What in my life do I fight and resist and pray for, change or healing or hope? And what do I accept as just part of the story that you want to be glorified in?
1: That's really good. If you can do that, if you can catch yourself in the midst of, like it sounds like God really worked it out for you, Craig, that in the day that you had that test— A few hours later, you're with a counselor. Yes. You were able to at least sense that shame and then start moving against it early on. Some people, I think, this may be a thought of, oh, wow, for the last five years, I've been living under shame for something that really there is no shame. It's a phase I'm going through or it's a walk I'm in right now, but it's not anything where shame should take hold. Right, right.
0: And so I shouldn't feel shame when I wake up at 2 in the morning and this mask that covers nose and mouth has slipped up over my eye.
1: <laughs> I'm just seeing you as you wake up at 3 in the morning to run to the restroom like getting tangled in 200 wires. And
0: There's no running okay. to the restroom. Okay. <laughs> I have to unhook, which is about as involved as untying a major tanker from Dock. I have to unhook. And uh, <laughs> and then this mask has so many straps on it to put it on in the dark.
1: It sounds really restful.
0: <laughs> it's, it's amazing. I'm having fun now talking about it, but it's been an enormous help. And I guess I would want to say to listeners that The story we're living in has lots of adventure, it has its peaks, and it has some very, very difficult things some of us at times have to face, and God just always proves himself good in it all. I now have my CPAP machine, and I am praising God. Praising God, and (laughs) with this added, (laughs) my songs all sound muffled, and I feel like a spaceman, but things are good. Thank you for joining us. We just so enjoy sharing our lives, what's unfolding, what's happening, what we're currently going through, and I wanted to give you a little bit of what's going on with me. Each of us appreciate your prayers, your love, your support, and we at Ransomed Heart are just in love with what God is doing through us, and we invite you Just take advantage of everything we've done and we've got for your growth in Christ. Go to RansomHeart.com. Check us out. I'm sure you'll find resources there that'll speak to whatever it is you're wrestling with now. So for Alan Arnold, this is Craig McConnell signing off. Listen to us next week. See you soon.